Hi, everybody. <laughs> You're listening to Fighting Japan, episode 48. Dude, dude, are you flushing the toilet over there? Hello? No, dude, that was a Japanese toilet. It had to have been yours. Ah, okay. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. <laughs> I've been trying to coordinate with Fred here for what, though? It seems like the past half hour or so. We've been trying to get this going. Oh, uh, I think it's been about 45 minutes now. Yeah, something about that. Uh, I caught Fred on Skype and I said, hey, uh, let's do the uh, coffee episode three. And he's like... To which I said, naturally, on Friday night when I'm sitting at home doing nothing at all. <laughs> I was like, of course, that's a brilliant idea. But yeah, what are you doing? home on a friday night yeah just being lame you know being my good old self well hopefully uh we'll get some good conversation in about coffee and uh fred's got a rant he wants to go into in a little bit and uh i think we're also going to talk a little bit about uh oh maybe we'll try to talk about the italian coffee thing if i can actually remember what the hell i meant to talk about there and uh then we're going to go through and maybe visit a couple coffee places in audio so let's go two things in life i know music and coffee beans i'm a coffee man i know all about the coffee beans i'm a coffee you know, I, I get this song stuck in my head sometimes. It's kind of ridiculous, especially after listening back to this. Well, of any song to have stuck in your head, that's probably a good one. Yeah. Be so, Celine Dion any day of the week. <laughs> I don't I don't actually think I've ever listened to a whole Celine Dion song. Like, I'm going to listen to Celine Dion. Let me put this in. <laughs> you know what? You should. I should? Celine Dion is... is, is honest to God, one of the best singers on the planet. Okay. Really, unfortunately, she has some of the worst songs of all time, but as a singer goes, she's amazing. Huh. It never occurred to me. <laughs> from from my mouth to your ears, I'm telling you. All right. Well, you had, you had something else on your mind a second ago, and uh, I, I said to hold it for the podcast here, because it sounded like you were about to just sort of explode on the scene with some uh, amazing thought and insight here. So what, what's going on? Well, you know, you said something, and, and it sparked something in my brain here, and I, and I started thinking about it, and, and I had this rant to go on, and I keep forgetting, you know, I remember the topic of my rant, but I can't remember what the point was in the first place. So I remember what I wanted to say, but I can't remember why I want to say it. What was, what was it that I said that... Uh actually got you going. I, I don't even remember now. It was about 10 minutes ago. You know, I don't know, but if I could think of that, I bet you I'd remember what I was it thinking had, about. I know it had something place. to do with podcasting. And I was talking it about... It definitely did. Talking about, was it the, the archive thing that I wanted to do, or muting muting microphones, or... You know, I don't, I don't think it was that. It was actually... Um, I don't remember, but I'm going to go on my tirade anyway, and then maybe like halfway through, I'll remember exactly what brought it up in the first place. 
Okay. But it was funny because you started you started saying something, and then I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to rant for a minute. And and what I want to rant about is people who do podcasts talking about how they make their podcasts on their podcasts. Ah, was it was it my behind the scenes project that I was working on? No, it wasn't. But actually, you know, when you brought that up on top of that, I didn't want to spill the beans. But I was like, that's even better because. Now you're actually like creating the the take home DVD version of the podcast by having a behind the scenes like disc two of your of your podcast. I, it, and it I'm just, that guy who like never watches disc two, so it tickles me to death to think that someone would actually pop in a DVD and listen to this podcast on their television <laughs> and say, "Huh, so that's how he made the podcast." <laughs> so that's how he found Japan. <laughs> like, did he ever find it two weeks this is kind later of like the lost you know the lost uh, uh tv series you know you're like finding japan and these guys are lost well finally they figure where out uh, they figure out where they are they're on this island they know about where they are but they're still lost the show's still called lost so well i'll tell you this much you know those those series and the lord of the Rings series has gotten nothing on me those are like what 13 hours total for each series if you add up all yeah. the podcasts I've done together, that's like watching Lord of the Rings back-to-back four times. <laughs> so take that. Followed by Star Wars, every version of it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Though I, th- I don't think that uh, the DVD would be as interesting unless I could find, uh, I don't know, maybe some fun photos or videos to put on there. But that's another topic. I'm, I'm distracting you. Go ahead. Oh no! So that's pretty much the uh, the the entirety of my of my rant here. It's it's all about every single time I listen to a podcast, and and I hate to I hate to bring this up, but definitely the Finding Japan podcast is is clearly guilty of this. Oh, here we go. What I would think to be a a violation of podcasting etiquette. Oh, here we go. Remember back in the good old days, like when there was such a thing as netiquette, like there was actual netiquette sites and you could go and like list the rules of how to use the internet? Yeah, something about how to, uh, how to properly use email too, right? Yeah, and the whole rules on the capital letters and all things like that. So, so that was netiquette. And I'm, I'm like literally, I, I, I don't really like criticize people's podcasts too much and I actually enjoy the fact that they're really raw and kind of uncut and even better if they're kind of unedited but the fact that every single podcast I listen to has some guy talking about how he makes podcasts while he's actually making the podcast (laughs) kind of drives me a little insane and I hear the same like the same thing from every guy every time what about um, people who criticize people who make podcasts on a podcast oh no they're all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those guys are cool those guys are okay by me <laughs> well you know what when we're done with this I'll, I'll cut this section out and only give that to you <laughs> oh son of a bitch <laughs> uh, anyway so this is a this is supposed to be a coffee podcast that's how we started this originally um, yeah coffee podcast part three huh part three and actually this is the only the second time we've recorded because uh, the first one was just so chock full of interesting insights that we had to break riveting. it up into two. It was riveting. Stunning. That's right. Oh, son of a bitch. So I'm going to go back on my rant and raid because now I remember exactly what my point was. Here it comes. 
So here's the whole thing. So every podcast I listen to, now everybody's recommending, okay, when you're going to do a podcast interview over Skype, you can't just have one side recording the whole conversation because if you do, then one sound side, sound, one sound side, one side sounds good, and the other side sounds like you're talking over Skype, which is exactly what's going on. And then you automatically suggested that, hey, you know what we should do? We should actually have you record your own stuff over there, and I'll record my own stuff over here, and then we'll mix them and merge them. You're talking about how podcasts are putting together, so I'm, I'm starting to tune you out. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. And, you know, I was thinking about that, and that's what got me onto the thought of, you know, usually I really hate it when people talk about how they're making their podcasts while they're podcasting. But actually, that's, that's one bit of good information that I think that I have picked up out of like 16 or 17 episodes of everybody's podcast because they all talk about doing that every podcast now. Ah, so there is some sort of payoff here. So, I mean, you, you did gain some knowledge here. And that's it. That's my rant. Ah, all right. This is almost a recursive conversation, though. So, well, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Hey, I'm sharing my heart, you know? Yeah, I hear you. So I'm let's, giving you uh, everything I am. Well, hey, you know, and I can't ask for anything more, so. But uh, we, we just sort of had a technical glitch there for a second, so we had to restart, and your voice sounds fine, so. Oh, yeah. thank you, Chris. Your, your voice sounds fine, too. Oh, it's like butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like butter. Ah, so um, I got a few interesting coffee-related things, uh, that I wanted to talk about. The first is um, taking dual well, toilet and bringing it home. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to see if we can bring it back for a second and, and talk about why we're going to talk about coffee again. Okay, why are we going to talk about coffee? Well, I don't know. It's your podcast. You, you you came up with the topic. Well, I mean, this is something we're both interested in, and uh, if you haven't. Yeah, you know, that's that's a really good thing to bring up because if someone is just listening to this podcast, they're going to be like, what the hell is going on with these guys? If this is the first Finding time Finding Japan? Is this the Coffee Geek podcast or the Finding Japan, Japan content? I can't even talk. Maybe I shouldn't be on your podcast because I can't even speak, you know, properly. Maybe I'll just try, you know, do you have a Spanish version? Maybe that'll work better. <laughs> well, uh, it was what? November of 2005, when we both came out here and uh, took a trip out to out to uh, Japan, and uh, we spent what about a week and a half, two weeks here? I think it was a week and a half. Yeah, and and a lot of that was traveling from place to place. And obviously, when you're traveling and seeing lots of stuff, you need all the energy and all the uh, alertness you can get. So we subsequently started uh, stopping at various different uh, coffee places here in Japan. And that is when uh, Fred's love relationship developed. Why don't you talk about that for a little bit? (laughs) That's right. You know, it's really weird, but I've been a lot of places all around the world and, and I've had the coffee everywhere I go because I'm a big coffee, I'm a big coffee guy. So so it was very strange for me. I, I get to Japan and, and we start drinking this coffee everywhere. Not only are we drinking it in cafes and coffee shops of, of all kinds, but out of machines on the street, which is a whole different, you know, they're going to have to, people are going to have to look into the archives to get the full scoop on the, on the machines. But there are, there's a set of, uh, 
I, I sort of want to call them uh, pre-episodes before I arrived in Japan where people can go view them. There's a few videos there. And on those videos, you can actually see us getting uh, some various coffees. And then uh, we had also done, um, what was it, episode 21, I think, sometime in May, it might have been, where we actually started getting into some of our favorite Japanese coffees. So if you haven't heard that before, go check it out. That's right. And the gist of, of what Chris is referring to is the fact that in Japan, Japan of all places, the coffee is outstanding pretty much everywhere, pretty much every time. And it's not terribly expensive, at least not anymore. And it's, it's some of the best coffee you'll ever have anywhere in the world. This is true. This is true. And I share, uh, I think, your love for the uh, Dole Toru coffee. That is, uh, that's number one. And now that there's one in my building where I work, I have it nearly, I'd have to say on average about four times a week at this point. Interesting. I, I just for the record, I would like to call out that when Chris says whatever he just said, in my mind, he's actually saying detour. Okay. Yeah. So if there are any slips from either of our ends here, we say detour, dotoru, dotor, whatever you want to call it, it is the best coffee in Japan. Which right. which brings me to one of the topics I wanted to discuss, and there will be a, a picture of this on the blog. I recently went into the uh, convenience store, and I was pleasantly surprised to find Dotoru single-serving packs of um, coffee that you can brew over the cup. And, no uh, way. Yeah, I've been enjoying those, and in fact, uh, I will, uh, I'll send a couple of those out to you. Probably, uh, I'll probably just take them with me next week. What the heck is going on over there? Oh, Chris, I'm glad you asked. I'm actually filling the water reservoir to my new coffee maker over here. Now, it's not an over-the-cup maker, but it's a, it's a, it's a Bun My Cafe. A Bun My so, Cafe. That's right. Bun is, is, the, is the coffee maker manufacturer who makes all the coffee makers in pretty much every office building you've ever been to in your life. Hmm. They're the big, ugly, goofy-looking ones that are always on, and all you have to do is put the coffee in the thing and push the button, and it immediately starts brewing. Wow, okay. Well, that's Bun. And for some reason, they decided they were going to come out with a coffee pod maker. And when they did that, because they're such geniuses at making coffee in general, they came out with what is you know, the undisputed best coffee pod maker of all time. And is there a, a model number that we can refer people to here? You know, there is. There's actually only two that they make. So I don't know what the model number is. I'm looking for it on the actual machine right now, and I don't see it. But there's only two that they make. One is the home game version, and the other one's the at-work version. And which one are you currently operating at the moment? I'm using the at-home version. Okay. The reason that I'm operating, the only difference between the two is the at-work version actually has a, a, a live water intake. So you hook it up to your to your water supply, and it always has water. You don't have to fill the reservoir, which is really cool. Mm, that is really cool. That's that's one of the most annoying points of these uh, pod coffee makers, in my mind. But that's, that's definitely true. And, you know, I gave it serious consideration. I, I do know enough about plumbing where I could have installed it in my kitchen myself and actually had, you know, the live water feed running to it all the time without ever having to fill it up. 
Um, but for, you know, a variety of reasons that are for a different podcast, let's just say that I went with this one, but it has a big water reservoir, certainly a lot bigger than, say, the Philips Senseo old school version. Mm, yeah, that so, could only uh, do about two and a half large cups of coffee, if I recall. Yeah, and this kind of do about four or five. Hmm. And does it take the same size pods as the uh, Senseo? You know, it does. It actually takes a variety of different sizes. It takes the, the smallest ones, and the smallest ones are the Senseo ones. Hmm. And there are, like, two other major sizes, and they're, like, measured in grams. There's, like, an 8, 10, and 12 or something like that gram coffee pod, and it actually take any of those. The only one that it won't take are the espresso pods, but the espresso pods are not coffee pods in the in the vernacular, so to speak. They're, they're kind of a different breed of pod. Hmm. Okay. So, but this machine can do pretty much everything except the espresso pods. Exactly. And it, it actually has a lot of really cool features. First of all, and I'm, I'm comparing it exclusively to the Philips Senseo because the Senseo is like the first and, you know, it's the reference model for all other pod makers. And it's sort of the, the market leader, too, in, in terms of penetration and people being familiar with uh, making coffee from pods, so... Well, that's true, and the other the other point of it is it's really cheap. Now you can get one for under a hundred bucks. So, so a lot of people are a lot more familiar with it. You can find it at Walmart, Target. You can find it all over the place. So, how much more expensive is this bun one than the uh, the uh, Philips Senseo? Well, you can get a, a bottom of the line Philips for about eighty bucks now, and this guy actually costs about two hundred. So he's he's a good two hundred and some percent. Hmm. the cost of, of the bottom of the barrel. But on the other hand, you also get what I think is a lot more, how shall I say, a lot better quality brand, at least as coffee makers go. Okay. And I'm talking on a Philips phone right now, and, and it, Philips you know, has a pretty good brand, a pretty good reputation, but it's you know pretty good, not great. Right. And Bun has like the market position on coffee makers, industrial commercial coffee makers. So... You know, when they came out with a home version of a coffee pod maker, you, you have to think it's got to be the the new standard for like industrial grade <laughs> coffee pod makers at home. In fact, the box actually says commercial grade coffee pod maker. It's making some commercial grade sounds right now. What's going on over there? Well, it's just the boiler boiling because I just turned it on. So the boiler was going to heat up some water for me so I can make up some coffee, and it's, and it, it's pretty brilliant. Hmm. But what else this thing does is, it, first of all, compared to the Senseo, the water gets a lot hotter, so it brews a lot hotter. Hmm. And uh, that, that really does a lot of good business for your pods because, because it's, pushing the, it's pushing the water through the pods so quickly that the water has to be hot enough in order to grab the coffee flavor and to actually dissolve the coffee mm-hmm. and get get through the both sides of the filter before it gets into your cup. Mm. So it yeah, makes, you know, a slightly stronger, more body-filled uh, uh, cup of coffee. That's true. I never really considered that the temperature of the water would affect the taste of a pod-filtered coffee, but... So have you noticed a, a significant difference in the flavor of the coffee that comes from the bun? You know, I wouldn't say a significant difference. What I would say is, is a, a noticeable, more rich experience. Noticeable and more rich. What about the, uh, the froth? You know, because I'm, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the froth. 
that comes with the Senseo. What's the uh, what's the froth capability of the uh, the bun? So here, here's where it's going to lose some fans, and here's where it's going to gain some other fans. So you've always been a big froth guy, and I've always been a no froth guy. This is true. And the the bun actually, the bun is a froth free coffee maker. Yeah, you see, I don't know if I could deal with the froth free coffee maker. Well, there's the thing. You know, a lot of people love the froth, and a lot of people hate the froth. Well, so what, what what's going on here? Are you doing a cup up right now, or? I am. You know, it's kind of a kind of an interesting experience that I'm sharing with the world right this minute because I I don't like flavored coffee, but I do love this brand of coffee called Baronet Coffee. They make like a huge variety of. Uh, of of coffee pods from all around the world, coffee from all around the world, and a like wide variety of flavors. Hmm. And Baronet Coffee has never let me down so far. So I uh, I saw this this one coffee on their on their website, and I was like, you know, I don't I don't drink flavored coffee, but I'm gonna have to try it because it sounds too good and too ridiculous to not not give it a try. So so how close are you here to uh, pouring a cup? I'm pretty close. I've just selected the coffee pod, and I'm going to be putting it in the maker right now and then uh, sticking the cup under it, and that's that's pretty much the whole gig. All right. It's as convenient as that, and that's why coffee pod makers are, are so keen. All right. Do we need some music here while you're uh, getting getting ready here to share this? You know, I don't think there's enough time for music. All right. Well, let let, let us have it then. All right, here it comes. You know, the one thing I do want to say, I wish we had a video right now, and I think that we'll have to work out some way to make that happen, but this thing has these cool blue lights. Whenever you're brewing coffee, the red illuminated bun logo disappears when these blue lights come on, and they shine blue light on your mug <laughs> while it's being filled with, with liquid yumminess. Hey, if you like, uh, grab something to do a recording with right now, and I'll we'll post it on the blog along with the video clip here, or the audio. You know what? I, I may come back to that later. Right. I might actually just do a good recording later. Okay. But this is it. So it's it's not even as loud. You'll hear. It's not quite as loud as say the Senseo is, or or especially the new Cuisinart coffee pod maker. It's got an interesting tone, though. It does have an interesting sound, and it's because it has kind of a little, a little motorized press that comes down to squeeze out the goodness out of the, uh, out of the pod. At the same time, it has like a funny-sounding motor that sucks the water out of the reservoir. Hmm. But that's it. And now I have my coffee, and I'm a happy man. And it's nice and hot and froth-free. Is that it? You're done. That's it. I've been done for about twenty, thirty seconds now. Wow. Well, it sounds like there's some residual noise after the coffee is done. But All that is is the water heating up for the next cup. Uh, hey, and it only takes about 10 to 15 seconds for your next cup to be, you know, for the water to be ready for that next cup. So the, it's much faster than a lot of other ones. The only thing missing from these types of coffee makers, in, in my own humble opinion, is uh, some sort of cool sound when you're done, when it's done brewing. My, my washing machine plays a song when it's done with a load. You know, my dishwasher does the same thing. I feel where you're coming from, but 
you know, I just want to I just want to be notified in a, in a pleasant way. But I, I suppose if you if it only takes fifteen minutes to fifteen seconds to make a coffee, there's really no point. What are you going to do fifteen seconds? That's true. And really, if you've got the blue lights, you know, anything more than that is just being I don't know what's the word greedy. Mm. So the final question is: Is there a a timer for that coffee? I'm guessing not, for the, for the same reason. How do you mean a timer? Meaning, you know, you put a cup under there and then you go to sleep and you wake up and you have a cup of coffee. Oh no, there'd there'd be no reason for that. Again, because of the fifteen seconds. Yeah, because it's so quick. Uh, okay. The only thing is, when you uh, it has a it has an auto turn off timer, so if you leave it on all day, it's going to turn itself off after about three hours. So. As soon as you push the button after that three hours, it has to has to take a good you know minute to heat up the water again. So, I see. But the amount of time it takes to heat up the water, I mean, you're, you're replacing the coffee pot anyway, so. Hmm. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, we both have a cup of coffee now. I, I still have mine from a little while ago, and it's not a uh, not made by Bun, but it's uh, Nescafe Instant Coffee. And uh, as as we know, the instant coffee is is pretty decent out here, so it's not not too bad. But um, the next thing that I sort of wanted to do is to sort of do a quick tour of a few coffee places here in Japan. But uh, well, maybe maybe if I can just in, in ask for the uh, the indulgence of the audience for just a moment, I'm about to try you know my first Baronet flavored coffee ever. There we go. So, okay. uh, so I'm pretty excited about this. It's like a world debut, and I'm sharing it with everyone. Let me uh, let me cue up some some good music here for you. Hold on. See if I have anything. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Fred. All right, here it goes. Are you ready? I'm yeah. gonna do a cupping style. Hey, all right. You know that's not too bad. No. It's really pretty good. So this is changing I'm your mind about the, uh, the the flavored coffees here. So this particular coffee is called mint chocolate coffee, mint chocolate chip coffee. Hmm. And I was like, you know that that can't. I'm not a flavored coffee guy, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Cause how do you go wrong with mint chocolate chip anything? That's true, though. I can honestly say I've never had mint chocolate chip coffee. Well, here's the thing. It came from my favorite coffee pod manufacturer. I had a lot of faith in them and a lot of faith in their product, and I gave it a try. I spent, I don't know, $5 on a sleeve of 18. <laughs> and uh, here it is. It's, it's here, and it's good. I approve. Thumbs up. All right. So there you have it. Bun Coffee Maker, and uh, what kind of coffee is that again? Baronet Coffee. You can get it at coffeewiz.com. All right. We should or a be- lot of other places, too, but they've got a sale going on. So if you like coffee pods, head over to coffeewiz.com, and I only get 20% commission for selling you on it. <laughs> That'd be great if we actually did get some sort of commission for that. I know. That would be good. All right. Well, one of the things we really didn't talk about too much uh, the last podcast, but you, but you did bring it up, is um, how important the ambiance is for um, drinking coffee. Because that is a part of it. And I think when you look at places like Starbucks, that certainly is a part of 
what it is they're selling to you. You know, I agree with you, and it's it's so tough because so few places get it right, and it's getting a little bit worse and worse, I think, in general, at least in my particular observations here, and I think probably you're going to agree with that. I think so, too, and I, I have um, lined up here uh, four different audio clips here in full stereo, nonetheless, of different places in Japan to enjoy coffee, and I think what we're going to do is sort of go through each of them here and talk a little bit about uh, how important the ambiance is and uh, what types of places uh, we want to go to to drink coffee. So here I have actually, uh, the four that I do have is one uh, small independent coffee shop near Waseda University, and I believe in this clip I was sitting outside. Uh, we have a clip from Excelsior, which is... Uh, slowly becoming my new favorite place to go to get coffee. We have really? a, uh, yeah, it's a, I can talk a little bit about that uh, when we get to that clip. And uh, I also have, of course, a uh, wouldn't be complete if we didn't grab some audio from Starbucks. And then finally, I have uh, an interesting one from the Dotoru in Ueno JR Station. So which one, uh, which one do you want to start with here, Fred? Well, I, I guess I want to let, let's start with the Starbucks so we can talk about what's wrong with our coffee, you know, the major things wrong with our coffee experience these days. Okay. Well, here we go. Here is the uh, Starbucks. This was from November 5th of uh, this year, so about two weeks ago. Here we go. Man, so so here's one of the issues I have with this place. This place is so freaking loud and has a ton of things going on. You know, and I think the funny part is you don't even hear any music. No, that's true. I didn't I didn't even realize that there was no music. There were about 50 or 60 people there on this day. Well, Let me turn it up a little bit here. Oh no! Just just turn it down. Just turn it down. Let me just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's that's I think you know the the prime example of what of what makes me unhappy going to Starbucks. You know, oftentimes these days. Yeah, and and really, you know, Starbucks sort of sells itself on you know the atmosphere. That's that's a big part of what you're paying for when you go there. That's absolutely true. And, and a lot of people, I know when I was in college, actually, I'm still in college. I'll probably always be in college, but being in college, you know, I go to, I go to Starbucks to hang out, you know, do some serious thinking, some serious work in some serious screwing around and pretending like I'm working. And it's tough to do any of that when you got like a thousand people in there yelling and screaming, uh, trying to, trying to get their message across over all the other people who are trying to get their messages across. 
it was the strangest thing too because I think everybody there was reading a book. At least that's what it seemed like. <laughs> and yelling at the same time. Though, in all fairness, this was probably one of the busier Starbucks in Tokyo. This uh, sound clip comes from the Starbucks in Asakusa, which is a huge tourist area. So, Well, that's a fair statement to make, but I think that it's pretty... Well, not all Starbucks, but, but many, many of the Starbucks these days. And it's even worse when you have a situation where you have a... You know, maybe maybe the daytime manager is kind of younger or newer or, or something like that, and they're they're letting the you know the the sixteen year olds work in the counters, you know, just turn up any kind of music that they want for as loud as it can possibly go. Mm. And yeah. it's gotten a little bit better since Starbucks, like corporate, started controlling the music that's fed into the stores. Yeah. So you can't choose it anymore. It's always being fed into you, and and that generally means the music is a little bit more mellow. But still, they control the volume, and it gets pretty intense sometimes when you're when you're trying to just you know have a comfortable chill out with your latte experience. The thing that I enjoy about this Starbucks, though, is um, if it is busy, the employees will actually come from behind the counter and walk through the line and start taking your order and hold a menu up to you. That's kind of interesting. <sighs> that is interesting. That's that's something you'd never find in the U.S., of course. No, <laughs> never. Okay, this next one is going to be a, a or it's going to be a real contrast. I think this is a, a serene clip of uh, this independent coffee shop um, just outside where I go to school here, and they have a nice little patio area, and it's really kind of nice. So let's play this one here next. Whoa, what the heck is that? I'm just drinking my coffee. All right. Well, it, was, it sounded like this. Hold on. <laughs> All right, here we go. See now, this is this is more my speed. This is more. You can hear some birds. You can hear some people kind of chit chatting, but nothing crazy. Yeah, that is really nice. It, it gives you the kind of uh, you know sidewalk cafe in Paris kind of feel. Yeah, without all the cars and the smog and the exhaust and all that. Actually, yeah, but there's there's really not so much traffic and smog in Paris. So, so. That's yeah, kind of how I, I think of it. Yeah, I guess I guess it is quite like that. But uh, you know, this was outdoors too, and it was much quieter. People's voices don't carry as far, and uh, I think to me that's probably one of uh, my most favorite environments to drink coffee. So when you were just playing that, I was literally in my head. I was thinking of the Jewish Quarter in Paris because I was just there a few weeks ago, and uh, it, was, it was really nice outside. And we actually were sitting in kind of like a garden side street kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw, you know, and heard birds. And it was a little bit chilly out, but uh, and it was a little bit rainy that particular day. But it, it was, you know, it was really a lovely outdoor experience. And you're having some nice coffee. And there was like, you know, my friends around, and, and we were just chilling and talking and having a really good time. And that's that's exactly the kind of experience that I'm associating with that 
with what you're playing right now. All right. Well, I'm glad I could uh, bring you back there at least uh, for a little bit. The uh, the next clip I want to play is from a uh, coffee shop here in Japan called Excelsior. Do <laughs> it again, man. That is so loud. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just drinking coffee here. <laughs> I'll wait till you listen back. You'll hear it. Got to fix that. We'll do something with that. No, I'm just going to leave it in there. There was a part two you were talking before where the Skype cut out for a second and it elongated like one of your syllables. It sounded pretty cool. Oh, nice. The uh, This clip is from Excelsior. And um, to me, it's kind of weird. This is how I think Starbucks uh, should be and what they originally started out as. Um, it's a very nice, relaxed atmosphere. It's much like Dotoru, but without the smoke. And they were playing some really good music this day. So this is uh, Excelsior, and this clip comes from, let me think, Excelsior in Idabashi. So it's kind of nice, nice and relaxing, a little bit of jazz music. At the time, I think I was actually sitting in a seat that was under a spiral staircase, which is why you hear uh, a few people coming up and down the stairs. But you hear the light clacking of the plates, and it's kind of nice. Yeah, that is kind of a really nice, just kind of chill-sounding atmosphere. You're obviously indoors, you're not like enjoying the outdoors or anything like that, but... You know, it's, it's nice for what it is, and it's it's nice as it is. Yeah. And uh, I think at the time, too, this was um, sort of a, a study session for me, so it was, uh, I think, the perfect environment. Kind of, it, it's almost, you know, if you're outside drinking coffee, you kind of want to enjoy the outside. You don't really want to be doing anything else unless you're chatting with a friend. But when you're inside and you have sort of a, a light, dull roar, then uh, I think that's much better <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> uh, alright for the listeners who don't realize what's going on here we're, we're having some strange Skype issue where it cuts out every 10 minutes so every once in a while we have to stop and pick it up and I asked Fred to respond to my comment <laughs> and he gave me the cue to do so I and, and I was cue. really as soon as he said that, I was like, you know, I really wish you'd make a cue that sounded awesome. Like, three, two, one, doink. Boing. <laughs> and then I couldn't actually respond because I was too busy laughing. So <laughs> here we are, high school amateurish operation. We are. It's fine. It's fun. And it's coming up on 40 minutes, though, so I'm wondering how many people have either fast-forwarded to the next podcast or are still with us here. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really good question, but just to respond to you really quickly, I, I completely agree with you. I think the in, inside cafe experience has to have, you know, a little bit of ambiance, a little bit of noise, a little bit of music, a little bit of life. You know, that's why you go to the cafe instead of, like, hiding out in your closet. Yeah. It's, yeah, and, and again, you know, 
what I was saying before, if you're outside, it's it's a little different deal. And if you're inside, and I, I think that day it was actually raining, so it was really to me sort of the perfect coffee environment. And uh, unlike Toru, uh, this uh, Excelsior place, I, I don't even know if smoking's allowed or if they completely separate the section, but it was completely smoke free where I was, so that was really enjoyable. Oh, I can completely agree with that. I know when we were in Japan, there was there was a lot of smoke everywhere. Going anywhere where there wasn't any was was a true relief. Yeah. the uh, The last clip here is from Dotoru in Ueno Station, <clears throat> and uh, if you ever have the chance to drink coffee in Ueno Station, go ahead and go to the Dotoru there because this has to be probably one of the most interesting environments uh, for drinking coffee. First of all, the way it's laid out, it's extremely cramped. So you're sitting basically shoulder to shoulder with people. And second of all, it's right under the train tracks. So um, as the trains are going by, you get a nice little surprise. So we're going to listen to this clip right here and uh, listen for the surprise. And that happens about every five minutes while you're sitting there. Yeah, so if you're afraid of earthquakes, probably not not the place to hang out all day. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a little off topic, but you bring up earthquakes. I've never heard a sound during an earthquake since I've been here. Well, I imagine if you had, like, cups and saucers and things like that out, or if you had, like, plates on display like your mom does... In, in the China cabinet, I imagine you'd probably hear some rattling. Uh, yeah, that's true. I really don't have any sort of pottery or anything in here, except the uh, tiki <laughs> cup that's acting as a mic stand. <laughs> hey, that counts for something. Hey, it does. So, there you go. There's a little tour of some of the uh, environments that you could possibly drink coffee at here in in Japan. Or you can do it uh, in the comfort of your own home with a bun coffee maker like uh, like Fred has done here and is so graciously that's, sharing with us. That's right. Haha. <laughs> 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 I think it's great that we can share the experience with everyone. You know, I think in the last coffee pod episode thing, we, uh, coffee pod... Maybe maybe that's what we should call podcasts about coffee. We should call them coffee pods. Coffee pods, and stick ourselves in a bun coffee maker. Just it's kind of <laughs> like the editor, so it only squeezes out the stuff that's worth drinking. That's exactly right. Wow, how many layers deep does this one go? Okay, so yeah, I, I think that we talked about copying. You know how important it is to to make the slurping sound, and and the louder and more forceful the slurping sound, the more experienced and respected a coffee cupper that that you would be that could definitely be true that could definitely be true i uh no like unfortunately the coffee i'm drinking now is getting a little cold so even slurping it is taking some sort of mental power (laughs) that i'm slowly losing (laughs) you know coffee is one of those rare things that has to be either hot or cold no in between 
Yeah. Well, it's it, it's starting to get cold, so maybe I'll I'll catch it on the back end. <laughs> started out as good hot coffee and ended up as good iced coffee, you know? There you go. There you go. Well, we should probably uh, start putting this one to bed. We we covered a lot here. Uh, and we're getting up to about, let's see, almost 45 minutes. All coffee. All the time. Well, you know, coffee is a good topic. And, and I, I'm really surprised that all your listeners were so interested in, and had such good feedback about the coffee episode. It's uh, it's not something that I would think that, you know, non-coffee-based podcasts would really get a lot of uh, positive encouragement about. Yeah, I was surprised as well, and uh, I'll be interested to hear some of the feedback from this episode, too. So if you have some feedback or uh, if you want to send stuff directly to Fred, post that on the board as well. As well, Fred has a wealth of coffee experience, so even if uh, you have a coffee question... Um, if he posts it to the board, I'll forward it to him, and then maybe he can answer it. <laughs> I don't. Even, you don't yeah, even look at the website. Or... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you saying there, Chris? <laughs> hey, so if I can answer the question, I can also point you to the website that does, because I, I also read a lot of uh, well, not a lot, but a few really interesting coffee-based websites that are that are probably worth your time if you really are that interested in coffee. Good. All right. Well, in that sense. Or with that, I should say, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, any last words, Fred? Thanks for uh, for joining us here again. For this is episode forty-eight, so man, we got to do more of these. I think. I think so. We got to we got to broaden our topics onto other things. Yeah. What What should the next topic be here? Do we have one set up? You know, I, I could actually. Given the right mood, the right beverages, I think you might have to send me some like Japanese sake, FedEx or something. Well, I can certainly send you sake, Fred. I I would absolutely love that, and I think I think what we can do is is if if we can make the right mood, then then we'll reminisce about all of our other experiences in Japan, and I think that would make a pretty a pretty hysterical podcast. That would actually be pretty good. You know, one of the things we should do is maybe cover the. The monk prayer. The monk prayer would be interesting. Not not the most hysterical thing, but definitely a very culturally interesting thing. And uh, I don't know. We'll have to dig through some of the audio. You'll have to go back through the old videos and see what's there that's worth commenting about. And uh, I do have some audio that I never published from that experience, so maybe we should dig through that too. There's probably a good treasure chest. I know that... I have a lot of photos that I'm not sure that you've seen, and I, I know that I that all of your photos are online, and I haven't still yet gone through them all. Although I have a lot of them, so there must be some good stories in there. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll do that. What, like next year? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, what do we plan on? Uh, how's November this time next year? <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Fred. Well, thanks for joining me again. Uh, and to the listeners, I uh, hope you had a good time and hope uh, you enjoyed uh, this little coffee escapade. And uh, come back again for episode 49, which doesn't exist yet, but uh, will shortly. So talk to you all soon. Bye. And we're out. <laughs>